this is Dr. Maria Dixon Hall. I'm an associate professor in corporate communication and public affairs uh, and also a senior advisor to the president for the Cultural Intelligence Initiative. I'm here today with Dr. Owen Lynch, who is an associate professor uh, and director of honors program for the SMU Corporate Communication uh, and Public Affairs Division. He's also an Altschuler Distinguished Teaching Professor, uh, as well as the Research Fellow and Director for Community Research and Engagement for the Hunt Institute of Engineering and Humanity within the Lyle School of Engineering here at SMU. Uh, Owen is a graduate of Texas A&M, uh, both for his doctoral degree as well as his master's, and he received his bachelor's degree at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, Owen's research has always been in the field, uh, whether it's been in the kitchen uh, when he's studying chefs, or now as he is bringing um, food to people who are having to uh, grow it for themselves. He is a part of Get Healthy Dallas, uh, his effort to eradicate food deserts in South Dallas. So we want to welcome Dr. Owen Hanley Lynch, uh, my good friend and colleague. Owen, why don't you tell a little bit about uh, how you came to SMU, why SMU, and why Meadows? Um, I think I approached SMU like many of our undergraduates do, actually. I came here, my wife is in banking. Uh, I just graduated from A&M, uh, and I was looking for a position that would allow me to be in a city that would also support her career. So Dallas had a Fed. Uh, a good colleague and who actually was my teacher in, gra in grad school, Vanessa Beasley, was a professor here. And so she called me and recruited me. Um, at the time, I was doing a postdoc research uh, in a school. And I was actually being asked if I wanted to be the middle school um, headmaster and possibly work my way into becoming the head of the school which would have been a wonderful life. And, um, and I really became engaged in that project in, in the art and the mission of teaching and the importance of that 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 has in our, in our society. And I came to SMU and it was one of the few places that had that perfect nexus of, it was connected to a city um, that had the, the opportunity for my, for my family to do well, but it also focused on teaching, and it was an emphasis in the interview, and it was an emphasis that I got on campus multiple places. So it fulfilled all of those boxes for me. And the other thing was my in-laws moved to Dallas, Texas. So once they found out I was interviewing in SMU, if I didn't take the job, I think uh, I would have been shot. <laughs> so um, all of those reasons, SMU was... Um, was probably one of the few jobs in academia that year that I was willing to walk away from this other life that I was setting up for myself by accident and, uh, and move towards. I mean, though, uh, I, I think it was the right decision. Um, but that's why I, uh, I took the position at SMU. Well, what is it specifically about Meadows? I mean, when we come out of grad school, we are always thinking, particularly in our field, about either going to a school of business or a school of communication. Uh, tell me about what it's meant for you to be in the Meadows School of the Arts. I think uh, arts, um, there's something interesting about the art mindset. I think that they've, they, uh, there's a value on product. And there's a value also on the creative experience. Um, there's a value on doing something unique. 
Um, there's a value on, on trying something that no one else has done and making a mark. Um, and having, uh, whether it be aesthetic value or whether it be community value, there was that ethos um, of, of doing something bold and different and new for others um, that actually really attracted me. And I felt at, um, at the art school, particularly when Dr. Bowen came on, uh, and then uh, Dr. Harrell, Dean Harrell's really kind of pushed this mission further, the whole start of movement uh, as a tagline for uh, an art school I think is really appropriate. Because um, ultimately that's what I'm doing in my work right now. And I think it blends to this idea of you're not just a practitioner, you're actually somebody, and I think of an academic, no matter what field it is, as an, uh, as, as an, as an intellectual entrepreneur. Your job is really, no matter which path you take as an academic, is to find your space, use your credentials uh, and your position to create a, something that is needed in a marketplace, and that could be in academic journals or that could be uh, in other venues, and legitimize yourself within that space and become the owner of a brand. Uh, and then build your brand both for the organization you work in, but then also for the extra organization that you're part of, and that would be my field uh, and my colleagues. So I think SMU, in its way of looking at the artist as not just someone who is an artist, but someone who is making an impact, but also has to be economically viable, um, all of that entrepreneurial spirit that goes with art was in, was in the ethos of the building. So for me, that was, a, that was a really nice dovetail that a lot of people at first question, but when you sit and think about it, really, um, I think that that entrepreneurial spirit of, of starting a movement uh, coincides nicely with uh, what, what an academic is. Well, when you talk about creation and you talk about innovation and you talk about entrepreneurship, talk about how that all plays into what you are doing down in South Dallas. Um, so, when I got tenure, um, and this is kind of a strange way to answer that question. So, usually you don't think of tenure as, as a, uh, a license to start a movement. You think of tenure as job security. Um, but for me, it was, I have always, as you, as you mentioned earlier, part of my research ethos is go to a place, learn deeply the, the, the people and the issues that are within that place, and try to get a deep understanding to either affect change, uh, and that's the case of what we call action research with the people there, and that's what we call participatory research, um, or make a deep understanding so that others can appreciate it more fully. Um, and so when I got tenure, I decided I wanted to go and have that level of deep connection again, and that takes a lot of time, and that takes time away from writing um, or time away from other academic pursuits that you can't do on the tenure clock. So I decided to go deep into an issue, and it just so happened the issue that came along in my life at that time was this new concept of food deserts, and it came from one of my students who uh, I was advising. Um, and I started to dive deep into the idea that there's neighborhoods in our communities that are food deserts. I don't like the name food desert. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a way for other people who don't live there to understand that it's a community of people living in an area that's been chronically disinvested for a long time. Uh, and that means that the food desert is a, is a marker of that. It doesn't explain what it is to live in those communities. But food is a, uh, having access to fresh, healthy food, um, having access to the dignity of labor, having access to uh, community well-being and raising your children in a place that you want to, that you're, um, that, that, provides, that provides you on a multiple community levels 
physical level, uh, economic level. Those are things that in a city that was as wealthy as Dallas was and being part of SMU and seeing the Dallas growth and seeing the opportunities in the city and then driving five miles south and seeing a city that has 27% unemployment rate, has one-third of the males are incarcerated during their lifetime, has uh, deep, uh, has one grocery store for an area uh, that's larger than half of the, half of the city landmass, uh, seeing one-third of lots currently abandoned or not being utilized. Uh, the thing that, it's not a food wet uh, desert as much as just food waste, it's, mm. and it's a people waste. And it's so much opportunity and so much promise, just not nurtured or cared for because it doesn't fit the theme. Um, and so to me, I was like, wait a second, I have something, an opportunity here, and I'm not arrogant enough to think I can eradicate or fix it, but I have an opportunity to understand it deeply. Uh, and I'm a systems thinker, so I look at a problem from a systemic frame, not just a, here's the, it's, it's a food desert exists because there's no food. It's also a knowledge issue. What do people know of food? How do people grow it? You know, all of these things. So I looked at the issue and said, where is this chain the weakest? Where can I help the most? Um, and how can my understanding lead me to a place to do, have that impact? And so I've spent a, a lot of my time, resource, and energy and have sacrificed other parts of my career now. And, I'm, and Meadows has supported that. Um, to look for ways of enacting local solutions with people in the community to help themselves change a food desert and what we call a food swamp. What's a what is a food swamp? I haven't mentioned that. Now, you may not be able to buy a fruit, uh, get a, uh, a healthy, fresh vegetable in this community, but you can find a thousand venues for processed foods or, um, or fast foods. And food swamps, coupled along with food deserts, coupled along with high unemployment, coupled along with high density of population, coupled along with low health care, coupled with lack of access to infrastructure, coupled along with lack of health uh, institutions, coupled along with high crime rates, coupled along with uh, low school performance. Uh, these are not places that anyone uh, should live in. Uh, and th our city can do better. Uh, and so I believe that tenure can be used to do many things, and th 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 it's, a, it's a privilege um, that's earned, but it's a privilege that um, that you that you should use for to 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 start a movement. My in particular movement uh, is to try and create an agri system uh, in South Dallas. What does that mean? What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to develop a system that will be sustaining by itself, that will grow local vegetables for the community and for the Dallas market, to make Dallas as a whole more food secure. Uh, and make the neighborhood itself more economically prosperous as well as uh, healthy and well-being. And lifting up people who have the skills to be trained uh, and providing job opportunities for those who wish to grow in their own community. Um, and so I was there 40 minutes before this call. I was in the heat in the greenhouse working with, uh, talking to a young pastor uh, on how he can turn p the back lot of his church into a vibrant plot to feed his community. Um, and providing the structure for that, for that pastor to do it well versus 90% of community gardens that fail um, because they're really done for the photo op versus the, the nurturing of the soul. Fascinating work. And, you know, you, you are very clear about how Meadows has supported 
that idea of a movement. What's interesting to me, because I've known you for quite a long time, is how you got uh, into the whole business of communication, being a young lad uh, from England and coming here. How has <laughs> that journey uh, from being in England and coming here to the U.S. shaped you uh, and maybe impacted your work uh, for Meadows? Um, I, I am possibly the worst person in the, in, the, in the history of the world to be an academic advisor, um, or maybe I'm not. If you want someone who, to be an academic advisor who's going to advise you on, you want to get to point X, do A, B, C, D, D, I'm not the person for you. If you want someone who has more of a Zen experience of let's enjoy the journey as it emerges and take the paths that make the most sense and put those into a coherent experience, that's more how I live my life. Um, so I came to America from England uh, and studied at university. I studied theology. Uh, I studied economics. Um, uh, and I studied p political politics and economics primarily, which is a degree in this. And I came to England, and I came to Chapel Hill, and I studied classes that I found interesting. And I happened to find many of the communication classes uh, uh, under Dr. May, um, under Dr. Lawrence Rosenfeld, um, whether they be family, whether they be organizational, whether they be political, whether they be about Aristotle and rhetoric, I found them to be the most fascinating. And so I'd never heard of communication as a degree, but those were the classes I, I steered myself to out of interest. Um, and my f um, professors at Chapel Hill suggested I go to grad school, which to me was at, um, something I never considered. Um, and so I went to work in a kitchen while I was my last year, after, as, as I was graduating Chapel Hill to get residency in North Carolina to go on and get my graduate degree in North Carolina. And then I ended up actually going to Texas A&M because of Scott Poole uh, and Linda Putnam and Charlie Conrad. Uh, I visited Texas and Texas A&M uh, and Texas A&M Agri-Life and, and Texas A&M. And uh, if you could imagine a place that I felt was not my home, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, Aggie, it'd be Texas A&M Agri-Life. But I ended up really um, connecting to that department and um, particularly Dr. Poole. Uh, and uh, Dr. Putnam and have a lot of respect for them. And, uh, and so what I ended up doing was somebody, I, I realized I had a unique opportunity to um, continue my master's, um, and so I did that. And, uh, and so that's really how I started my academic career. Mm -hmm. Ironically, I think out of all of those, the theme that's the most coherent through all of those is my interest in uh, storytelling and qualitative research mm -hmm. and how that dovetails into, into systems research. Not many people look at systems research from a story or narrative perspective or getting to know people deeply. Mm -hmm. They look at systems as components and how those components interact with each other uh, within a holistic framework. But to me, they were not components. They were, they were different perspectives. And the only way you can learn how those perspectives work is by deeply just talking and going into those spaces uh, and getting a better picture of how these things really connect and then understanding it, how they're systemically formed. Um, so that's where my methodology and my qualitative fascination of uh, talking, of really having deep understanding of people mm -hmm. uh, and people of different places than me. 
um, that's what drove my interest in communications, which then drove my interest in becoming an academic, which then drove my interest in maintaining myself through my PhD, which then came my interest in becoming a teacher. Well, speaking of becoming a teacher, um, Meadows is known for having outstanding teachers, and you are an uh, outstanding teacher among outstanding teachers. Uh, you were named an Alt Schuler Distinguished Teacher. And can you talk a little bit about how Meadows and how SMU's view of teaching propelled you to becoming uh, one of the master teachers here at the university? So I think um, I don't consider myself a, a master teacher. I think um, your students consider you I, a and master I, and teacher, I, and, and, I, and I, that's I, I, teaching is I, teaching is is, the, is my is my passion, uh, and it's the one it's the thing that when you when people ask me what I do for a living, I usually don't say I'm a professor um, because I have nothing to profess. Uh, I usually say I'm a teacher. Uh, whether the, and I think. Um, and that is the thing that gives the most meaning to my life, um, more than any other aspect of my work. Even my work in the community, I try and bring that as much into my classroom as possible, and my classroom as much, in, and, and, and so I think, so you answered the question, what did Meadows do to support my teaching? So I have a, a very different perspective of teaching than is traditionally thought of from a college perspective. So. I think the college has moved more towards me, luckily, and um, that may be part of, um, and that is, I don't think a teacher's job is to impart knowledge. Uh, I don't think a teacher's job is to give, uh, is to fill a empty vase up. I think a, a teacher's job is to have that, have people question why, understand the meaning behind things, understand, understand the complexities of, of, of anything so that they can become a better practitioner and thinker. As Dewey says, there's nothing more practical than learning how to think. Um, and so my role is a Socratic teacher to mimic a rational mind uh, and to bring my students through a, uh, a process of, of starting with the very basic of, uh, of basic assumptions and truths, moving them through into more complex understandings. Most universities would not give somebody the space, even lecture format, to do that because it is, you have, you know, when I was at A&M, I had you know, one class, 600 people in a classroom give a lecture form, you have to cover this to this to this day, and it's a multiple choice test. Um, I find multiple choice tests in and of themselves to be uh, an anathema to learning. Uh, so they teach and they reward um, cramming and memorization, not mastery and thinking, um, which is what the skills our students need. The students now have a supercomputer in their pocket that can access the, the more information than the Library of Alexandria at any time that they wish. Um, it is learning how to l what that means and how to utilize information and when to, how to understand complex arguments. Far more important than remembering or being able to recite uh, def a definition or, or, or a stat. Um, you have to have mastery of knowledge, but you have to understand it and you have to be able to evaluate the real world and, ap and apply it. So SMU has given me the ability to have very small classes. It's given me the ability to develop a major where the first the first um, class that students have to enter into my track that I run uh, is my area of expertise, and I start with the very basic of what is the process of organizing towards a goal, and then how do those assumptions enter the workplace, and start very and allows me to experiment. My class in in England, for example, 
that we utilize the the city of London as a as a as a framework to understand the modern role of capitalist markets, uh, and then how an empire was built and what are the assumptions of that empire, how an empire has waned, and what does that tell us about globalization in modern form, uh, but and and really pushing the students to to filter their experiences and their knowledge into their also understanding of self. SMU and Meadows has supported all of that uh, and development of cl small classes and tracks and special programs and um, it has even given me special topic classes where we can wrestle sometimes really successfully uh, and sometimes they haven't been as strong um, but has, has said here's a problem that's contextual let's have a deep dive with students on that and let's go in and, and do a qualitative study of a fourth faith organization, uh, a, wicked, a, a wicked community, uh, and I've had those opportunities to also, most places wouldn't have the level of flexibility uh, and um, to respond to what the t students are looking for as well as to uh, provide a space for teachers with different learning teach styles and teaching styles to develop in their own way, so. Well, you know, I think What's interesting to me is I, I'm sitting here listening to you and having known you for now over a decade, just the amazing work you've done within Meadows and SMU. I think if I have a final question that I really want to ask you is, where do you see you and where do you see Meadows going in the future? That's an interesting question. I'm not somebody who typically focuses on future. That may sound odd. I just it's it. And once again, I said you know I'm somebody who is not driven towards a certain object. I'm more driven for the experience of now. I'm more that that the I don't if you're climbing up a mountain, it's not to get to the top. It's to enjoy the it's enjoy the entire process. So I think where where Meadows is is right now is in a really interesting uh, space where the student um, are sh are shifting their expectation of what they want to get out of learning. I'm finding a young group of the best of my students are young and they're engaged and they want to see how what they're learning is not just going to be, I need to know this because for education, I need to know this for a job, but I also want to impact the world and make it make a difference. And that drive that this generation has to see the hands-on um, uh, impact of learning, of handle the impact of doing, uh, and to help alleviate some of the big questions and some of the big problems that we're facing. Food desert being one example of them that a local market failure, but or climate change, or s uh, 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 something that is bigger than them, that they can, they, can, they can have a career, but they can also make an impact. They're, that is, they see the, the world as so much bigger than the classroom, and they come into the classroom with an with, with, with a, with a interface with the with the with with that may be global in their hand that, that and that's how they make sense of themselves, um, and it's a real opportunity for us and it's a real opportunity. I see SMU engaging in that. Um, the moving away from education is to give you certain pieces of knowledge so that you can you then say you've learned this and then mastered this so that you can get a degree. Giving students an engagement and an experience so that they can. Um, they can really start to focus and develop themselves and their mission, life mission, and, and the love of learning for life. That's interesting. Um, and, the, and these students are hungry for that. And the university is moving slowly because y we're having to change our paradigm, right? Um, the, the universities used to be the 
holders of knowledge and people came to our hill and once they came up the steps and we were sitting on our thrones, we said, you are now blessed and you will learn from us and we will give it to you and then now you have become a master and you can walk, right? Universities are no, can no longer be that because knowledge is everywhere. Um, where we are now is more uh, a, a place for students to develop and engage and put their skills to use um, and encourage students to be uh, world changers. Now, that slogan is a slogan, but if you think about the world changes, um, when you change an individual life, you change the world, that's when that means something. So you change individual life when you're teaching, right? You change individual life when you're a student and you realize you can use your communication skills to enact a small profit that will address something that you think is uh, um, an important need, like Brittany Merrill did, for example, when she went to Uganda, um, like Annabelle uh, McGill is doing right now when she's looking at how can I help SMU's Greek system become a conscious consumer to prop up small business growth in South Dallas. You know, these are students who are looking beyond the classroom, but you, taking the classroom learning with them to face it. And that's exciting. So, Well, here's my esoteric question that's going to end our time. Mm -hmm. so I'm good at esotericism, by the way. <laughs> Is that even a word? I, I just made it up. Okay. Because um, I'm a communication scholar and I can do it. Um, so we have lots of majors and disciplines and movements within Meadows. If you could take any class or uh, discipline, what, what would you do? What, 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 what would you do here in Meadows? If you could just dive deep into a Meadows major, which one would you choose? Uh, the, there's, uh, there's so many that um, I would love to take time to go back into painting. I haven't painted in 20 years. Uh, I would love to, uh, I, I think the work that we're doing in, in uh, uh, center design, user-centered design, and interfacing deep understanding of people and how do we design product and process to fit them. I think that's the way of the future. I think looking at creative computations uh, and how the human being is going to have to understand the product of machines and the product of machines must be informed by human beings. Um, I think that is an area of, of growth and interest. I think looking at art entrepreneurialism and how that we can look at making a career um, through art and with art um, is something that interests, interests me deeply. Uh, I think and I look at my colleagues who are doing um, infographics and design as something that I would am totally useless in um, and branding and uh, I have a I have and, and it's my it's my it's, it's my complete ignorance of the of, of branding and social media that that interest says I, that's something I'd be interested in learning about um, I the one place that I find uh, the most challenging is probably looking in the field of, of journalism uh, and making sense of where journalism is going when people are no longer supporting um, research-based investigative journalism um, and the print journalism is, is waning and the, and the I don't understand where that field's going, and that industry. Uh, and I think that we need thinkers and young people to redefine it, to bring back that center, and that it's supposed to be a, um, a bastion of, uh, of, of indifference to power. Uh, and so I think that, you know, those are, so yes, so to answer your question, uh, in if, uh, as a young person coming in, 
there, there, I, I would not have a hard time picking an area of study. I'd have a hard time picking which one. Um, well, it sounds like you would be here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner. So. Well, this ends our time with Dr. Owen Hanley Lynch, uh, Altshuler Distinguished Professor, uh, Associate Professor in the Division of Corporate Communication and Public Affairs. Thank you so much, Owen, for being a part of Meadows' 50th anniversary. Thank you.